Welcome to the Rockbrook Church Podcast. Our hope is that today's message brings you hope and clarity for your spiritual journey. We love hearing how God is working in your life. Feel free to share any stories of how this message gave you a new perspective and hope. Email us at church at rockbrook.org to tell your story. Maverick, one of my boys came up to me and he had a sheepish look on his face and he's 11 and he said, Dad, I need to tell you something. Well, a few weeks ago, we were outside and we were burning tree limbs and Maverick had asked, how did I get here? He said, I know there isn't a stork. I want to know where did I come from? I was like, oh man, we got a fire going. I don't want to deal with this. Well, it's spring. So I bent down and I picked some up and said, do you see these seeds? If, if I were to plant these seeds in fertile soil, they would grow. And Maverick said, okay. And I said, good. <laughs> well, this week Maverick came up to me and he is looking at the floor and says, Dad, I need to tell you something. The other day I was eating an apple and I found some seeds and I thought, I want to raise some kids. <laughs> I took the seeds, I put them in some dirt and I put it under my bed. I found it a few days later and I was so embarrassed. What do you think was walking around? Ants. <laughs> so help me if they weren't my own kids, I would have stepped on them. That's an old Red Skelton joke <laughs> that Maverick and I heard this week, and we wanted to share with you. Uh, or as Maverick says, you got any more of that Red Skeleton? Like, no. Skelton, not skeleton. Well, happy Mother's Day. Do you know any moms who would appreciate your help? So help me if they weren't my own kids, I would have stepped on them. Today for Mother's Day, I am not going to give moms more things to do because your lives are already busy. We're going to talk about what moms need and how you can help. For moms, I hope there is some encouragement here because you need to be encouraged. There are some things that all of us can do to help mom. Whether you have a mom or you're close to a mom, we all know a mom. There are some things that we can do to help. Now let me say this is one sermon that you are going to want to share with your kids. I'm going to do part of the message today, and then tonight I'm going to finish the message at our second Sunday student service. Uh, I'm Andrew Walter. I'm the student pastor here at Rockbrook, and we have a special night planned for students and their mothers. Students college age down to seventh grade. Moms, we would love to see you at second Sunday student service. <laughs> We're going to talk about helping moms today. And even, you know, I work with the college down to seventh grade, but even if you have a, a preschooler, I want you to download the audio of this message and play it by their bed every, again and again so they hear this. If you're a parent, I would encourage you to take notes and pass this along to your kids because this is going to mean more coming from you than it will from me. Even if they're in here, take some notes and share this with your kids. For all of us, everyone can do something to help moms. The Bible tells us to honor moms, to honor our parents. In the New Testament, in a letter to the Ephesians, quoting from the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament, it says, honor your father and mother. God put it into the Ten Commandments, this command to honor our father and mother. Now, God didn't put it in there because he thought, oh, this will be nice on a card someday. No. <laughs> it's because God knows it's vital for our spiritual health. 
for our emotional health to honor our parents. So how can you honor your mother? Even if they're no longer alive, you can still honor your mother. Even if you didn't know your mom or if you had a terrible mom, you can still honor the fact that she labored to bring you into this world. We can honor all moms by seeing the importance of what they're doing and helping them out in what they're doing. So first, moms need patience. They need patience. I grew up in the 80s, so our house, uh, when the TV was on, it was A-Team and Knight Rider and Magnum P.I. Our house was full of explosions and loud machines, and I was not allowed to watch Sesame Street. <laughs> not for moral reasons, it was because mom couldn't stand their voices. <laughs> and over and over again, I hear moms talking about, I got a kid who makes my life so noisy. Boys love noise. My life is so full. There's just so much noise. Or later, I read a, a prayer request from a, a, a mother who was in her later years, and her prayer request was, I need help teaching patience and acceptance to my daughters. They're both married, and I feel challenged to help them to realize the treasure that life is. Teaching patience is the whole spectrum of being a mom. Four quick things about patience in these four verses. First verse, when you think about needing patience, remember God understands. Moms, you're not alone. This verse is about God, how God was treated by the people in the Old Testament. And see if you think God might be able to relate. Psalm 78, 56 says, Though he did this, did all of this for them, they continued to test his patience. If you feel like my patience is being tested, God understands. Why is our patience, why is it tested by other people? Well, none of us are perfect, and we irritate each other. That is true in a job, it's true in school, it's especially true in a family. Our patience is going to be tested, and when it is, God says, I understand. Second verse, patience is an expression of love. I've heard some mothers struggle with feelings that their impatience means that they don't love their kids, when the exact opposite is true. You have a choice to love your kids even when you're feeling impatient. When you're patient, although you feel impatient, that is an incredible expression of love. Ephesians 4, verse 2. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. If you think you're only loving when you feel patient all the time, no. Love is choosing to be patient even when you're irritated. Love is making allowances for someone else's faults. Patience is an expression of love. In the next verse, patience is used by God. James chapter 1. When the way is rough, your patience has a chance to grow. So let it grow. Don't try to squirm out of your problems. But when your patience is finally in full bloom, then you'll be ready for anything. Strong in character, full and complete. Patience grows us. Any kind of patience. Here's why this is significant for parents, for moms. Why patience has such an opportunity to grow you. If I'm in a job and I have to be patient in that job, but I don't want to be patient, I can quit. Even though God might want me to stay there and learn by being patient, I can quit. If I have a friend, God wants me to be patient in that relationship, to learn and grow, I can get out of the friendship. I can leave. But when it comes to your kids... You're stuck with your kids. So help me, if they weren't my own kids, I would have stepped on them. 
You can't bail out. You are forced to be patient. In that decision to be patient, God says he will grow you. God grows us through our patience. One of the reasons I think moms are some of the most spiritually mature people on the planet is because they have had to be so patient with us. That patience, the Bible says, enables us to be ready for anything, strong in character, full and complete. So now I am thinking, my mom is spiritual because I'm irritating The more she has to be patient, the more she grows spiritually. I am the source of spiritual growth for my mother like no one else. That's what I'm thinking. And then here's this fourth verse. God tells us to help each other. When you see someone struggling with patience and stress, the Bible says help each other out. What can you do for your mom, for your wife, when her patience is being overly stressed? Jesus says in Matthew 7, verse 12, do for others what you would like them to do for you. Some of you recognize that as the golden rule. True love is not reciprocal. I do this for you because you do this for me. True love is sacrificial. I do this for you regardless of what you do for me. And Jesus says, I can give you that kind of love. No one else can, but I can give you that kind of love. When you see mom stressed, when you see a mom stressed, instead of piling it on or running away, do something to help relieve that stress. That's what you'd want done for you. The golden rule applies to moms too, because moms need patience. Second thing moms need, moms need appreciation. We all do, and the Bible recognizes that often. In the Bible, you see people being appreciated because we have a need for this. Paul says this to the Philippians, I thank my God every time I remember you. And to the Colossians, whenever we pray for you, we always begin by giving thanks to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You can appreciate your mom no matter what. Well, you say, what if my mom has died? You can still appreciate her. You can still think back and remember her qualities, the tenacity that she had to get things done. You remember the positive spirit that she had in difficult times. You can appreciate that today. Well, what if you didn't know your mom or you had a very difficult relationship with your mom? Appreciate the fact that she labored to bring you into this world. Appreciate the fact that you weren't aborted. Appreciate the fact that you're alive. Why is that important? Because the Bible says, honor your father and mother. Even the smallest amount of honor that you can give is healthy for your soul. Moms need appreciation. With most moms, the truth is there are hundreds, thousands of things to appreciate. If your mom is here, take every opportunity that you can. Don't miss a chance to appreciate her. Say it. Say it with words. Say it with flowers. Say it with candy. Say it with cards. Say it with gift cards. However you say it, say it. When it comes to appreciation, it is a good thing to say thank you. It's even better thing to say, I thank God for you. That's what Paul expresses in these verses. I thank God for you. Sometimes you need to say thank you to mom. Sometimes it's a good thing to say, I want you to know that I thank God for you. And I'd like to take a moment to do that and pray for our moms at Rockbrook. Would you pray with me? God, we do thank you for moms. Thank you for their importance, the difference that they make in this world, the incredible impact that they have. What moms do is so important. 
There's so many emotions that swirl around that. For some of us, today is a difficult day. We miss mom who has died. Some are grieving because they're not yet a mom. Because we have a relationship with a mom where we struggled. It's just an example of how important this day is. God, for those who are going through that today, I pray that you would comfort them right now. God, for the moms that are here, for all the moms that are in our minds right now, we so deeply appreciate, we want to say thank you. Thank you for literally millions of things that they do. That they make an incredible difference here all the way into eternity. Thank you for their faith, for their heart for you. Thank you for the willingness to sacrifice and share their lives so that others' lives might be encouraged and approved and changed and challenged, filled with faith. Jesus, we thank you for moms. In your precious name, amen. Moms need appreciation. The third thing that moms need, moms need a life. My kids are doers like I am. They want to go everywhere. They want to participate in everything. And I want them to have the opportunity to do everything. But as parents, we've got to learn to draw the line because moms need life. Somebody wrote, uh, mom wrote about kind of the monotonous routine. She wrote down, I feel like, sometimes I feel like it's Groundhog Day. I wake up to the same thing every morning. Psalm 127, verse 2. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat. For God gives rest to his loved ones. Work so hard from early morning till late at night. Man, that's the job description of a mother. But does this verse have anything to do with families? Does this verse have anything to do with moms? The next verse right after it, verse 3, says, Children are a gift from the Lord. This is a verse about parenting. It's all about what it means to be in a family. It's a reminder of the fact that you need a life even as a parent. Moms need a life. And the life that they need is the life that Jesus says that he wants to give them. John 10.10, Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. We've got to help mom enjoy the abundant life that Jesus has given. If I'm so rushed, if I'm so hurried, and my life is so filled that I don't have time to connect with Jesus and enjoy the abundant life with what I'm, what am I modeling for my kids? We've got to give moms the time to enjoy the abundant life. Here's the invitation to us. Every one of us who knows a mom, do everything you can to help mom be in a place where she can model the abundant life for her kids. That will have an impact. Oftentimes, it's just a small break. Just a small time to get away. That can make a huge difference. It's interesting. You ask a dad, what could you do to help your wife as a mom? What's the number one thing you could do to help out? Often the answer is, uh, spend more time with the kids. Now think about this for a moment. Mom knows intuitively, I need a break every once in a while from the kids. And dads know intuitively, I need to spend more time with the kids. That seems like a pretty simple answer. But it's hard to get. It's hard. Why, why don't we get this? What keeps us from getting it? Well, I think we, we just fall into patterns. We fall into a pattern of doing things. Right, you come home, you're tired. It's been a hard, long day at work. I just want to sit down or 
someone just wants to sit down and watch TV for a while, all of a sudden the kids are in bed. It's hard to change that pattern. It might sound simple, but it's hard to change because you have to make a choice. You have to choose to change the pattern. We don't make a change sometimes because we're selfish. We all get selfish. Moms, dads, kids. Selfishness causes arguments. Causes whose turn is it this day? All of a sudden we're not communicating and helping anymore. We're on two different planets. Selfishness is a problem. I've got to get my head above the clouds enough to realize it's not about me. It's about the family. It's about what we're doing together. It's about Christ giving me the ability to love in this situation. Again, I have to take the time to make a choice about that. Raising a family is not just a mom and dad thing. There are others that do need to be involved. And that's where the church family, that's what it's all about, to help each other out. And if you're in a small group and you see a couple who is about to go under through the stress of daily life with their kids, don't just pat them on the shoulder and say, I'll remember to pray for you this week. No, don't just do that. You offer to give them a weekend away. You say, we will take care of the kids, and you do this. And you might even have to say to them, you're going to say no, but we're doing this for you. You get into a pattern, and it's hard to break those. And others outside of the family can step in and help you out. We can make a difference with each other's lives. Moms need the abundant life that Jesus came to offer. And in order to enjoy that, we've got to watch out for each other sometimes. Help each other out. Moms need a life. Moms need wisdom. Man, with all the negative influences in our culture, moms need wisdom. They need wisdom to know when to hold on, when to let go. They need wisdom to know when to say yes, when to say no. They need wisdom when it comes to discipline on how, when. Moms need wisdom. And God says he will give wisdom. James chapter 1, if any of you need wisdom, you should ask God for it. He is generous and he enjoys giving wisdom to all people. He will give you wisdom. Now, you may have prayed for wisdom from time to time in your own life. Have you ever prayed for wisdom from, for someone else? Ever prayed for wisdom for a mom? Husbands, have you ever prayed for wisdom for your wife as a mom? Pray for wisdom. That's one thing that we can do. One of the greatest things you can do for mom is to pray for a mom. We always think about moms praying for us. But we need to pray for moms. We need to pray for mom's wisdom. So I want you right now in your mind, I want you to pray for a mom. Pray for your mom. Pray for a mom that you know. But I want you to do that right now in your mind as we talk about this. Colossians 2, verse 3. God has hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge in Christ. We need wisdom because it is not easy raising kids. It comes not with just headaches, but it comes with heartaches. Heartaches in this world. When it comes to raising kids, we face difficulty. We face daily struggle. We also face tragedy. And we need wisdom. We need God's wisdom. Because I can't figure it out. And I'm not willing to give up and say, this world is crazy, and so I, I can't figure it out. I need to hold on to God's wisdom. In this world, it is often fragile. Life is fragile here. We don't like that. We don't want to face that. What do I do about that? 
I recognize that in God's wisdom, he is heading us towards an eternity where life is not fragile. It is eternal. It is with him forever. It is a promise that he will never deny, and I look forward to that. That's why the Bible says as believers, we grieve when tragic things happen, and we should. But we don't grieve as those who have no hope. We have hope for the future. When I can't figure it out myself, I need God's wisdom to remind me that there is something greater than I, that I can hang on to. Moms need wisdom. Moms also need validation. Proverbs 31 is probably the most famous chapter in the Bible about being a mom, about being a wife. And here's how this chapter ends. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, as he praises her, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise in the city gate. I want you to circle two words there. It's the last two words, city gate. The city gate was the place of importance when this verse was written. In ancient times, the city gate was not just a doorway to the city. It was where everything important happened. Legal cases were tried at the city gate. Government decisions were made at the city gate. Business deals happened there. It was the place of importance. When it says this, let her works praise her in the city gate, it's saying that the place of most importance... For us, this would be City Hall. This is the floor of Congress. This is reminding us, don't let the importance of moms and what they do be some sort of side issue. This is what's really important. At the place of most importance, at the seat of power, recognize the value of what moms do. Mom, you are building a person. Buildings don't last forever. Companies don't last forever. Your bank account don't last forever. Governments, as powerful as they are, they don't last forever. But people last forever. That's the importance of what you do. Moms, you are building a person. It is so important what you do. And when Satan puts that little thought in the back of your mind that says, eh, it's just a little thing. It's not very meaningful what you're doing. That's a lie. When someone says something to you, some snide remark that makes you feel unimportant for what you do, partly it's because of their insecurity. Well, that's why they say it. But recognize that as a lie. People last forever. What you do is so important. Moms need validation. Number six, moms need communication. And this is what we're going to talk about tonight at our second Sunday student service. Uh, this is how we're going to finish up with this. Uh, this is, I hear this from my wife, especially with my 12-year-old son, who communicates with grunts and... I hear my wife yell, use your words, I don't know what you want. Because moms need talk, they need listening. And I want to tell the students, and say, a complete conversation is not comprised of the word fine how was school? Fine. How was work? Fine. How do you talk to your mom? The Bible says you talk to your mom the way you talk to everyone else. Ephesians 4.29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up, according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. 
Talk to a mom in a way that benefits those who listen. So beyond just our, our student service, just with, with college, seventh grade, down, uh, I think this would be significant for those who struggle with moms who are getting older or have moms who are going through physical struggles where she's just not mom anymore. It's frustrating to even try to communicate. You find yourself angry and saying frustrating words that you wish you hadn't. Now, this is a good verse to remind yourself. God, give me the strength not to say the wrong thing. God, give me the strength to do the thing that builds up. And I've heard people say that sometimes you have to just take a break and then come back. Moms need communication. And I'm really looking forward to our student service. Number seven, moms need rest. Moms seem to have twin emotions, exhaustion and guilt. Exhaustion because they have been doing too much and guilt because they feel like they weren't doing enough. Jesus says, come to me all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. There is a soul rest that you have to have in order to be a parent. Now, if you're not familiar with Susanna Wesley from Christian history, it's a good story to be aware of. Susanna Wesley, uh, two of her sons were Charles Wesley and John Wesley, founders of the Methodist movement. They changed Europe. They changed America. They were greatly used by God. And they grew up in a household with 10 children. Susanna Wesley was the mom, and she knew that she needed time alone to be with Jesus Christ. And she found some of that time by finding a room where she could be alone. But with 10 kids, often that is impossible to do. So instead, what she would do much of the time is she would take her apron and she would pull it up over her head, and her kids knew what that meant. Mom was now spending time with Jesus. And all the kids knew that if you interrupted mom when she was spending time with Jesus, you would go see Jesus. <laughs> they knew that was not a good thing to do. So that's just a creative way to find some space. Well, my wife and I, we have seven children. And one day, a few weeks ago, out of the blue, I hear my wife, Annie, in the back room. She yells, I think Susanna Wesley was sleeping. <laughs> I walk in, and she says, some of the time. Well, help moms do that. We've got to help moms. We've got to help each other out in everything. Moms need rest. Number eight, moms need faith. Moms worry that they are worrying needlessly. Moms worry that their daily decisions will affect their kids for the rest of their lives. Moms need faith, and Jesus offers faith. John 14.1, Jesus said, Do not be, don't be troubled. You trust in God, now trust in me. Jesus says when you recognize that you need faith, don't try to conjure it up through your own emotional energy. Lean on me. That's what faith is. It's leaning on Jesus. You trust in God, now trust in me. When it feels like there is nowhere else to turn, Jesus says, turn to me. You can trust in Jesus. That's where you find faith. Psalm 62, 8. Trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. Moms need faith for the big things, for the most difficult things in life. Moms also need faith for the everyday things. Faith in the day-to-day. -day. Faith when you're tempted to worry. And moms are tempted to worry. One of the definitions of mom in the dictionary is she who is tempted to worry for the entire rest of the family. It's sort of the job description of a mom. What do you do when you're tempted to worry? And we all are. 
man, I know I'm not supposed to worry. I'm, not, I'm supposed to give it up in prayer, but the thoughts keep coming back in. And then I get angry that, ah, I don't even want to think about it. I'm not doing it. I get frustrated. Why am I doing this? That's where I've been. Every time you're tempted to worry, recognize it's an invitation to have faith. And here's the difference between worry and faith. You're still thinking about it. But with worry, when you worry, it feels like you're doing something, but in the end, nothing gets done. But when you put faith in God, many times at the beginning, it doesn't feel like you're doing much. But everything changes. Because you're putting faith in a God who can do everything. When you're worried and you're focused on yourself and you become more and more anxious and you do less and less, but when you put faith in God, that changes everything. Moms need faith. They need patience. They need appreciation. They need a life. Moms need wisdom and validation and communication. Moms need rest. Moms need faith. That's too much to do and I'll never remember it. So I want to sum this up in one word. And it's kind of a strange word, but I'll explain it. Your mother needs you to repent. Now, for a lot of us, repent has become an angry word because some people use it that way. That is extremely unfortunate because the word repent is one of the most beautiful words, one of the most positive words in the Bible. You know what repent means? It means to turn around. It means to head in a different direction. It means God gives you a second chance. It means God gives you an opportunity for a new life. This means things can be different. So you repent. You change your heart and your mind. You realize that it is not just the job of a mom to meet the needs. It is also our job to meet their needs. It's not just the job of moms to help us through tough times. It's also our job to help them through tough times. We are in this together. And this may be something as small as saying thank you for a meal when you haven't done that for a long time. Or it might be something as radical as giving your life to Jesus Christ in faith because of a mom who has never stopped praying for you. I want to end with a little video that uh, I made with the kids. This is a gift to the Rockbrook mothers from a dad and his kids. It's a prayer for you. This is our Mother's Day prayer. Dear God. Dear God. Dear God. Dear God. None of us had perfect mom. But we honor our moms today on, on Mother's, Mother's Day, Day because, because you, you chose, chose them, them to create each of us. Lord, for many, Mother's Day is a difficult day. So we ask you to comfort those with heartaches today. For those who lost their mothers, comfort them. For moms who lost a child through miscarriage or through death, comfort, comfort them. them. We pray for our stepmoms who struggle with blending a family. We pray for those who have had a delayed adoption or even a failed adoption and their heart has been broken. Oh, I get broken. Comfort these moms. Comfort those who wanted to be mothers, but it just hasn't happened. Comfort those who struggled with infertility. Wrap your arms around these women, dear Lord, and give them your comfort today. Comfort them. 
at the same time, you've said to rejoice with those who rejoice. So we celebrate with those who can both this year to brand new baby. baby. <laughs> we celebrate with those who have adopted children into their homes. Oh yeah. For those who have graciously and warmly welcomed foster kids who need a loving home. Lord, we thank you for our moms in every stage of life. Thank you for the models of preschoolers whose work is never finished. We thank you for the moms of grade schoolers who pray so full and pack lunch. Pack lunch. Back Yes. And help with homework every day. We thank you for moms who feel both pride and the ache of now being in the emptiness stage. On this Mother's Day, Lord, Day, Lord. We commit ourselves to honoring and to loving and protecting the mothers in our lives. And we thank you for the gift of mothers. Pray your blessing on them today. Amen. 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 for joining us today. We would love for you to get connected to what's going on at Rockbrook Church. Visit us online at rockbrook.org for service times, small group information, and other ways you can discover your purpose here on earth.